Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to my show, Blessings with Selene. It is an absolute pleasure for me to dedicate this time to share the valuable lessons, the valuable lessons that I have learned after I lost my son, Christopher, to cancer, as well as to channel any messages that the angels are eager to give to you on this very day. I'm infinitely grateful for your decision to listen in today, and I know that there is a reason you did. So keep listening to find the kernel of wisdom that is mentioned during this program that totally resonates within you that makes you think, wow, that is exactly how I feel, and that is just what I needed to hear today. So I want to start by talking a little bit about coincidences. Do you believe that coincidences are just that, like random happenings that just happen to coincide? Or do you think that there's something deeper at play. Say, for example, that you have been worried deeply about how fatigued you have been feeling lately, and you know you just cannot find the motivation to do anything, even to move. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, "Geez, I just need to have my thyroid checked." But you do not have a doctor yet, and you are scared to try one without a recommendation because you have had bad experiences before. So you put it off and you keep on putting it off and your level of worry and anxiety increases about your well-being and you find yourself thinking about it but yet not doing something about it because you still don't have that referral, right? So out of the blue, one day you order some takeout and when you go to pick it up, at your, one of your favorite restaurants, while you're waiting, you glance around and you discover one of those free publications that those places tend to have. And when you open it, you find an advertisement for a clinic in your area that specializes on treating thyroid disorders. And not only doing that, but it, they do so in a holistic manner, which is what you, what you desire. Boom. Now, do you think that is a coincidence? Well, you may think so. You may think so. And, you know, we're here to respect anybody's opinion because they're all valid. But I, myself, happen to think that that is actually what is called a synchronicity. Are you familiar with a synchronicity and what it is? Well, it's when we experience events that are related to each other temporarily, and the chance that they would occur together by, by random chance is very small. So I think that the law of attraction comes into play when we begin to experience synchronicities. Most of the times we're just in our head with all of our problems, all of our worries, the weight of the, of the world that we carry in our shoulders, and we don't even notice synchronicities. Because we have been thinking, the, the way the law of attraction works is that we have been thinking and thinking, 
And even if the thinking is in the back of our minds, we're not even aware of it, we're dwelling on that thought about, I need a doctor, how can I get a referral, I'm feeling exhausted, I think something's going on with my thyroid. And then, all of a sudden, we see a sign truck next to us at a stoplight, or a magazine with the information that we need appears, and voila, we are helped. So it's important to be able to recognize these signs, these synchronicities when they appear. And even more important it is to not doubt them because when they happen, there's basically a recognition, um, an affirmation from the universe that we are aligned with it, that we are in the flow of life, that we are doing some things right, Okay. So being able to notice synchronicities is directly related to how in tune we are with our intuition. So on a personal note, I used to be ruled by my mind. And to, I used to discount my intuition all the time. And I did this big, big, big time. And as a result, I made many, 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 many mistakes in my life. So... What do you think I do now in my life? I listen to my intuition first, and then I act, or I decide, or I take action. Yep. And do you know what this does? It helps me connect with something greater, with the greater powers that reside in other realms and want to help us. And by this, I mean that listening to our intuition helps us connect with God and with the angels. And this is invaluable. But why? You may ask, why? I'll tell you why. Because this is what we tend to do in life, the majority of us. Most people believe in a higher power, and we call this higher power by different names. God, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, different, many, 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 many names. And we have been taught to pray to this higher power, but we have not been taught how to connect with it. And connection, connection requires a sort of a relationship. And as we know, relationships require nurturing, requires time, requires frequency of contact. So frequent heart-to-heart conversations require, it means that, you know, we're not only carrying heart-to-heart conversations, but we're talking, but we're also listening. And it also means that we do not always get what we want, but what is best for us. So what happens to most of us is that we become complacent. We forget to pray for guidance or assistance to God. We forget asking the angels for help. That is, if we believe in angels, because not everybody does. And so we try to solve all, solve all of our problems and go along it in life. So what happens? We struggle and we experience hardship. We experience anxiety and stress. Anxiety that comes from holding fearful thoughts because we have not asked for help. And life is too scary, too overwhelming. So do you see what I'm talking about? So here we are stressed, anxious, scared, and eventually we hit bottom. 
by experiencing a major crisis. It could be a physical illness. It could be the physical illness, and we're talking about grave physical illness of someone that we love. It could be um, a loss, somebody close to us passes away. It could be a financial crisis. It could be anything that is major that just feels to you like you cannot survive it. So then when that happens, then we remember to pray. And we pray harder than we have ever done before. But we usually pray for the specific outcome that we want, right? The specific outcome that we want. And we're hurt, we're disappointed, and we're heartbroken if our prayer is not granted. And we may become angry at God. We may just completely fall away, lose faith, because things did not happen the way that we wanted to, the way that we requested it. However, what we do not see is that we have gone about praying all in the wrong way. The way to pray is to ask for help from God and the angels. And by praying, I mean we pour our hearts out. Just pour it all out. We just say, God, I am floundering. I don't feel I can go any longer. I'm overwhelmed. I'm afraid. I'm paralyzed. Please, please, I'm asking for your help. Put the right people. Put the last with the the right resources, put the right um, ideas into my head. Um, give me the signs that I can understand so that I can do what is needed for me at this time in order to get out of this place. But do you notice that when I'm doing that, I'm not saying, uh, I want you to cure me from heal, let's say heal my, my knee so that it doesn't need to be replaced and I need you to do that. Uh, by the end of the month. Do you see what I mean? It, when we pray, asking for specific outcomes, we are not having faith and we're not having trust that these higher powers, God, the universe, the angels, um, is not uh, wise enough to solve our problems in a, in a better way than we could ever imagine, with a bigger picture in mind. So no wonder some of our prayers do not go answered. So most of us do not have access to the bigger picture the way that God and the angels do. So they know why certain events, troubles, and circumstances pop up in our lives. And they're here to help us take the necessary steps to grow or to make changes so that we can become the person we set out to become when as souls we came into this body and entered this physical realm, this world. So to bring this all back to intuition, in order to live a life where we are fully aligned with our divine purpose, it is necessary that we learn to recognize, that we learn to be in touch, to connect, with a voice of intuition. It's a quiet voice, but once you recognize it, you won't stop recognizing it, okay? And not only to recognize it, but also to trust in it, because you know what intuition is? Intuition is 
the compass that guides us in life. I just realized how lost I was, how lost, how lost I felt when I was going through all the fears when my son was ill and not knowing whether he was going to survive. Is he going to be cured? Is he going to die? Are we doing the right thing with him? Are we following the right treatments? When I just followed my, my brain, my mind, my mind processes, that, that is not the way. The rational mind is not the way to go about making decisions in life. It's our intuition. That's our compass. So once we learn to listen and trust in our intuition, it becomes much easier. It's like a door. Getting in touch with our intuition opens a door for us to recognize and feel and get in touch with the signs that our loved ones who passed away are living for us. They are showering us with tons of messages and signs, but we need to be able to recognize them and we need to be able to um, being touched with that intuition, that inner knowingness that no matter what anybody says, nobody can take away from us the knowledge that this was our child, that this was our spouse, that this was our mother, that this was our sister. Whoever passed away is telling us that they are with us, that they love us, that they're okay. Okay? And also, not only does it become easier for us, to recognize the signs and messages for our loved ones, but it also becomes easier for us to get in touch with the signs and messages that God, the angels, and the universe are living for us in the form of synchronicities. It could be feathers. Angels are, you know, very known for leaving feathers in our path. So, so do our loved ones. I know my son still to this day leaves feathers on my path to let me know that he's here. Or another way is through number sequences, animal totems, you know, you are very, very, say that you're very, very, oh, so sad, you know, so downtrodden and you're walking, you're taking your daily walk. Let's say that you're taking your dog for a walk on a, at, after work and you're like, oh, carrying the weight of the world. And all of a sudden, um, let me just say, let me just think of a, a, an animal totem. Let's just say, a, well, I, I'll share one of the animals that, that has come, you know, has shown up in my life at different times has been a, the praying mantis. It's not an animal that you see all the time. However, um, about a year ago or so, I was in my living room and I, I have a screen porch, screen in porch, and I looked, and on the screen here was this, this huge insect, and I didn't recognize it. So I took a photo of it, but I took a photo from, not from an angle that would allow me to recognize that it was a prey mantis. But I knew that this animal stayed there and was wanting to give me a message, was bringing a message for me. So I was looking, you know, Googling all sorts of sites that have animals, insects to see, and I couldn't find it. So... About a week later, he came back again. And then I was able to take a photo from the right angle to see the little praying legs, you know, and to recognize it was a praying mantis. And the message that it brought was, or that it brings for me, every time it appears, a praying mantis appears in my life, is that this is a time for me to be still. 
because in stillness is where I can, when I make stillness, when I make space in my life by being still, then I open up this space for spirit, for the universe, for God, for the angels, for our loved ones to bring messages and guidance to us. So whenever I see a praying mantis, I receive that message and I follow it. So you can go online to many sites. You know, I usually use spiritanimals.com. I think it's dot com, uh, but there are many of them, and they are very powerful. So when you're connected with the universe, there are many, many ways to receive messages, synchronicities, objects, uh, animals, um, people, words that people say. You may be at a restaurant and at a coffee house, and you hear, overhear a conversation, and they say something, and that's, it hits you. Your intuition picks it up. Wow, that's a message for me. So... The universe even uses other people and their words to bring you messages. And you will recognize them once you get in touch with your intuition. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you know what happens? Like in the big picture, when we are in tune with all of these things, life becomes truly magical. And it becomes magical even if we have experienced a devastating loss. Why is that? Because basically, we'll stop feeling so alone because we know we have a great, actually the best team of helpers on the other side to help us with any needs that we may have. So we can start our day with a sense of expectation for the wonderful things that are going to happen that day. And we end our day with a deep feeling of gratitude for the fact that we're still alive and our loved ones are safe and sound. And we also make time to have conversations with the higher power that we believe in without the expectation that what we want, how we want it, and when we want it will be granted. Okay? So do you know why we don't have the expectation that things are going to be done the way that we want them? Because we now know that the divine way of helping and supporting us in this life is infinitely wiser and better than anything, than any solutions to our problems that we could ourselves come up with. So you see what I'm driving at? Can you imagine what living life from this place of connection with our intuition and with the divine has the potential of bringing into our life? It can bring you the calmness. It can bring you the awareness. It can bring you the clarity. It can bring you the love and the peace that you have been yearning for, actually that we all yearn for. And do you know how I know this? Because that is exactly what happened to me in my own life, in my own journey of grief. So if you want to know how to connect with your intuition, which is the first step, feel free to connect with me. I'm here to help, and nothing will make me happier. Nothing, absolutely nothing will make me happier than to save someone else from the years of hard inner work I went through in order to get to where I am now. It's always nice to have a guide. I wish I had a guide. And you know what? I can be yours. I can be your guide. Okay, well, so let's move on now to one of the topics for today. The unfortunate fact that our society 
is not as supportive as it could be to those who are struggling, including anyone who is grieving the loss of a loved one. Why do I mention this? Well, I did mention this. I talked actually, you know, at length in my previous show, but I mentioned it because it affects us tremendously. And I think that you would agree with me on this. When we're grieving, when we're struggling with unsurmountable to us uh, difficulties, we are the shadows of who we are. We are exhausted. We're vulnerable. We're zombies in our life. And this makes us fragile. And so it is intolerable. It's unimaginable to think that we, being in this fragile state, continue to receive wounding comments from those who have not experienced a loss or a difficulty or a setback like the one that we have experienced. And what this does is that it further brings us down. So on top of this, the majority of us do not have the luxury of doing what we really feel like doing, which is crawling into a hole like a hibernating bear in winter and not coming out for several months. I know that's how I felt. But no, the vast majority of us, we have to make ourselves, we have to force ourselves in spite of our debilitating grief, in spite of our debilitating and paralyzing state, to continue functioning and to take care of our other children, if we have them, of our other loved ones, and to continue to perform adequately at a job, to attend get-togethers with insistent friends and families that we need to get out of our house, and to behave as if life is normal, but it is not, and it never will be, right? I know you understand very well what I'm saying. I know you do. But this is where society fails those who are grieving. And I want to say that there is some support. It's not like we're not totally unsupported. There is some support being provided by nonprofits and support groups, and there are some efforts at educating the general masses society at large, on what grief is and the unique ways in which a person grieves and what they need when they're grieving. But those efforts are simply not enough. It would seem as if those of us who are struggling, those of us who are grieving, are the only ones who can help themselves. And, and you may be asking yourself, well, how can we do that when we're so depleted? Well, we have no choice. If we are to continue, if we are to survive, there is no choice. So here is where self-care, the topic of self-care comes in. We must. We absolutely must. I mean, we don't have to. It's a choice. We have free will. We don't have to. But it is a must if we want to... um, experience a better functioning in life, um, we must take time to nurture and to take care of ourselves. Because you know what? Nobody else is going to do it for us. And if we don't do it, not only are we going to be affected negatively, but our loved ones will be too. So you see, the way I look at it, the difficulties and the struggles 
that present themselves in our lives are opportunities for us to do something about all the wounds we have been carrying around since we were kids. Because as children, we were inevitably wounded by those around us. And what have we done? We keep those wounds in our energetic body to this day. Unless we have had extensive therapy, our energetic body may be lighter, but typically we don't deal with these wounds. We may not even be consciously aware that we're carrying all those wounds. We just go on as adults with all the responsibilities that grown-ups have to deal with. I don't know if you have read or if you have read the, the materials from um, Eckhart Tolle or Don Miguel Ruiz. They talk about this same body that we carry around us. And they're talking about that energetic body. The wounded, the wounded self, you know, our wounded inner child. So, but, so we're carrying all this. And then now something terrible and devastating has happened to us. Something that has brought us to our knees. That has split us open in two. But now that this has happened, we can Actually, we must do something about those wounds. We must heal them. So how can we begin this process? How can we begin to take care of ourselves? Well, we begin with that first step, and it can be a baby step, but a step nonetheless. Okay, so the first step is to pay attention to our own negative self-talk. For example, talk such as this. Look at how stupid I am. I am such a clot. I am so slow. I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. I always mess things up. I'm so disorganized. I'm just not good at this. And do you know where a lot of this negative self-talk comes from? You guess it. From things that were told to us when we were kids. And so we incorporated those, those words, those beliefs, into our own belief system about ourselves back then when we didn't have the discernment to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to agree with that. I'm not going to take that in. That is negative. No. But once we become aware of how hard we are towards ourselves, we are empowered to do something about it. And so we can begin replacing each negative comment with a positive one. And if we're consistent with this practice, let me tell you, it will literally transform the way that you feel about yourself. Try it and let me know what happens, okay? I can give you a little uh, advanced, you know, idea as to what will happen. You will begin to soften up about yourself. You will begin to recognize that you are only human and that there is only so much that you can do. And not only that, your relationships with other your other children, if you have them, your spouse or partner, your friends, they will soften as well. You'll be the less judgmental, the less critical, critical, the less accepting we become towards ourselves. Then the less judgmental, the less accept, the less um, the less judgmental, the less critical, and the le- and the more accepting. No, I said that wrong. <laughs> so the more, the more accepting, the more loving, and the more, the less judgmental that we are, the more of those same things that we are towards ourselves, 
the more of those same things we can offer others. And the softening of our heart begins to happen and a lightening in our energetic field, in, our, in that pain body that we carry begins to just begin to slough off all of that weight that we have been carrying, you know? And so the more that you do this, then the more love that you are giving, you are giving to yourself. And because of that, the more love you will be able to give to others. And guess what? The more love that you do, the more that you do this, then the more love will begin to flow from others towards you as well. And isn't that, isn't this a beautiful realization? Wouldn't you like that for yourself? I would think that you do. Well, so that is the first step, which is about um, the, the negative self-talk and how to turn it around. The second step is to make a weekly commitment to set aside a two-hour period of time per week just for yourself to do something that you enjoy, such as have lunch with a friend, go to your favorite bookstore and browse for books, go get a mani-pedi, whatever, whatever it is that you wish. But this is for you, your time for you to do whatever it is that you want. And you get the idea, okay? So this is a good step to help you make yourself a priority no matter what. And do you see how helpful doing this can be for you? Let me tell you, when you do this for yourself and you demand that this is what you're going to do, those around you will honor you more. They will offer you more consideration because they see that you know that you matter to yourself. So therefore, you will matter to them more. So you see, it has a reverberating effect, positive effect around you, okay? I invite you to try it and see it, okay? So that was the second step. The third step is to spend at least 15 minutes a day reflecting on your own journey. How do you feel about your parents? What events have shaped your life thus far and have made you the person that you are today? What grudges and hurts are you holding on to? You can even look to your old family photo albums and look at photos of you from baby until now as you reflect on the events, people, and circumstances that have shaped you. Now you can choose to write down some of the, some of the uh, insights that you receive from these, things that you may have been holding in your in your psyche, but you have not brought out, you know, to the surface. So I invite you to get any little notebook, just pen and paper, and write down the insights that you get. But I also invite you to do this in a very, very slow manner, because this is hard to do. You know, we, all our lives, we have tended to just kind of like brush aside all of these feelings, you know, but especially because they're painful. But we need to do this now in order to heal the wounds of our inner child, in order to identify the unmet needs that we have when we were children. And, and why, why, you're probably asking yourself, why is this so important? Because this is what I call emotional feng shui. And you all know about feng shui. You walk into any bookstore and you will find many books on how getting rid of clutter keeping our home or office space clean and placing harmonious objects, colors, and elements can transform the energy of our living or office space. Well, 
we need to apply the principles of feng shui to our emotional body. All those emotions that we have been carrying around since we were children, because if we don't deal with them, and now is the perfect opportunity, then these emotions, these feelings, they create blockages that stop us from moving forward in our lives. And I know that you don't want that to happen to you. I know that. So the reason that, the reason that I suggest just taking 15 minutes a day is because it is hard on our hearts to delve on any matter that is so painful. But as I always say, this is my motto, above all, be kind to yourself. So try it, and if it is too much for you, put it aside for a few days and then try again. Okay? The important thing is to be committed to feeling better, to feeling lighter, to, to just experience more, a more harmonious self. You know, just as in regular feng shui, you surround yourself with beautiful things, harmonious colors. We need to also um, kind of like immerse ourselves, you know, our mind with beautiful thoughts, you know, with beautiful feelings. And so we need to, just as we need to declutter our space for things that we no longer need, physical things that we no longer need, so do we need to declutter our energetic bodies, energetic fields with anything that no longer serves us, such as all the negative self-talk, such as not making ourselves a priority. Do you see what I mean? Okay. So what I want for you is, for you to feel better and to feel lighter and to feel that you are healing. So for anyone who is listening to, to this show right now, I, I recommend that you try these practices and see how you feel. Okay? Does this make sense? And then the fourth step in our journey towards taking care of ourselves is to get in touch with the person who is emerging as we do this as we take this, the, the prior three steps. The new you who is freeing himself, who is freeing himself or herself from all the baggage that we have been carrying. When we say hello to ourselves after doing this, when you do this, you will see a more empowered, you will see and feel and get in touch with a more empowered person. You will see someone who knows who he or she is because you have been able to pull apart the parts that are true to who you are from the parts that were simply the perceptions of others, which you had absorbed into your sense of self. But now that you have gotten rid of all of those misperceptions because they weren't yours, your own true self can shine forth. And you know what this does? What taking the time to heal our wounds, our childhood wounds, and you know, getting in touch with who we are when, when those wounds are healed, what does it do? It helps us become more authentic. And when we're authentic, what that means is that what we think, what we say, what we do, and who we are are congruent always. It means that we do not experience turmoil or conflict within ourselves about anything because we are rooted in a deep knowledge of who we are and what we stand for. It means that we have reached a point in our lives where we do not care about what others think or say or do. And this doesn't mean that we don't care about, about them. No. Now, we, we take care with how we say things because we don't want to hurt anybody. 
but our words, our thoughts, and our actions are not motivated by the desire to please, but instead we are motivated by the desire to always be true to ourselves while being kind to others, okay? So what living from this place does is brings us a deep sense of inner peace. And isn't that lovely? Wouldn't it be just so lovely to experience a deep sense of inner peace? Most often, more often than not in our lives. Then if, if you want that, if this appeals to you, then follow these four steps while you're being kind to yourself and see what changes slowly but surely begin to happen in your life. Slowly but surely. Okay? This is a very, very powerful practice. And when we do practices such as this, you know what we're doing? We're sending a strong message to the universe, to God and to the angels. The message that you're sending is, I know deep in my soul that I am meant to live an amazing life. And because I know this, I am committed to working with myself so that little by little I will experience less turmoil and more peace, less confusion and more clarity, less disappointment and more love. So that is the powerful message that you're sending to the universe. So it is in doing this that we can transform ourselves because by transforming our inner selves, our outer world, our outer experiences will be transformed. Do you believe this? It's true. It's true that you can begin to experience a magical, a magical life. You know, those synchronicities and those signs are magical. You will begin to experience a more loving. All the love that you are giving to yourself allows you to give love to others. And in turn, that love will come back to you after you have healed your childhood wounds and you have began to be more loving, accepting, and forgiving towards yourself and others. Your life will also become more supportive in the messages from the angels that you receive, the people that cross your path when you most need their help or guidance, and you will have an absolutely different experience in life. And you know what? You can do this. You can experience this. And it all begins with taking that first baby step, okay? Okay? Now, let me just share you a personal story. Like many years ago, I remember clearly that I was in the bathroom at the place where I worked when I realized just how hateful the thoughts that I had about myself were. I realized, wow, this is terrible. Why am I so mean towards myself? You know, I thought, you would never say those things to anyone else, saying to myself that I was just stupid, that I could never do things right, that I was fat and ugly. You name it. I was merciless towards myself. And as hard as it was for me to realize that, that day was a turning point. And I'm grateful that it happened because, as I always say, with knowledge comes power. And so I had the power as of that day to change my inner self-talk, you know. And I began to change it. Whenever I found myself saying mean things, to myself, I would immediately turn that self-talk around to saying the most loving things to myself. I would say, you are a wonderful and loving person, Selene, who always means well. You're only human and there is so much that you can do at any given time. Uh, without doubt, you will do better next time. 
or I would say you're beautiful inside and out or you are lovable and adorable and you have the best intentions. So for several months, I continued to turn my self-talk from negative to positive. And you know what began to happen? I find this to be amazing, really. But what happened was that after several months, the flipping from negative to positive of my self-talk began to happen spontaneously without me having to do anything about it. So if I began to berate myself, automatically my self-talk would change to, you're a beautiful human being, etc. You're so loving. And today, to this day, this is what happens to me. If a negative thought comes immediately, my mind alone, you know, replaces it with a positive. And that is truly powerful because you know why? It makes sense. In essence, I train my brain to let go of the negative self-talk and replace it with positive self-talk. Do you also find yourself using negative self-talk? Well, you can do this. Trust me, this practice alone can and will change your life. I feel so very blessed to be sharing all of these very powerful steps you can take to feel better, lighter, more peaceful in your life with you. Thank you so much. So, so, so much for listening. Now, I want to share with you something, some of the changes, you know, that I have been experiencing in my life. This week has been eye-opening for me already. For the past few months, I have been asking the angels and God to, for guidance as to how, best, how to best put the lessons that I have learned from my own experiences um, to use for the benefit of others. And just this past weekend, I realized that my life mission involves helping not just those who are grieving from the loss of a child or a loved one, but also anyone who's feeling lost and who feels that there must be something more to life, who feels that they're missing something important, but don't know what that is. And that it is by teaching people, by teaching anyone who is open and who desires how to recognize, to listen, and to trust in their intuition that that can open and hold the door for their own personal transformation. Because once people connect with their intuition and that door is open, they can also connect with the angels and receive valuable guidance in their lives. So it is through my realization this week has been that it is through my connection with the angels that I will be able to teach anyone who is ready to transform their lives for the better. And as a result of this realization, I have changed the name of my Facebook page that used to be the Selene Negrete author Facebook page. Now it is Spirit Whispers with Selene. And through that page, anyone who is interested can read about the programs I offer. From Winter to Spring program is the one that is a program that I designed for, is, is a, I provide one-on-one coaching to those who are grieving from the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one. And then my other program is called the Intuition Gateway for anyone who is yearning to learn how to listen and how to trust in their intuition so that I can guide them as they transform their lives for the better. And lastly, I also offer angel intuitive readings to my Facebook page. You can send me a message through it, um, through the Facebook page at Spirit Whispers Selene or email me at selenenegreteauthor at yahoo.com. If you want to check out my website, you can go to www.knowyourusualgriefbook.com. So, you see, we're constantly changing and transforming into better selves. And by this, I mean that we're able to experience life from a much calmer, wiser, 
and peaceful place. I'm changing and transforming just as much as you are. But it all begins with taking that first step. And I encourage anyone who is listening today to go ahead and take it. Take that first step by trying some of the practices I have mentioned on this show. So let me recap some of the main points I have discussed today. So the first, I started the show by talking about coincidences and synchronicities and how synchronicities are not coincidences, but they're actually, they show us how the law of attraction is at play. We think about something or worry about something and, and we ask for help and then we see signs that put, point us in the right direction or has the right information that we need. So when that begins to happen at an accelerated um, frequency for us, it is a sign to us that we need to feel good about ourselves because we're doing something right. It means that we're aligned with, um, with the higher powers that are available to help us, okay? It means that we're paying attention to the guidance, okay? So after I talked about synchronicities, then um, that led me to talk about um, intuition and how important it is to learn how to recognize its voice, its soft voice. And I talk about this in my first book, um, which is called Gifts from the Storm, how I learned, to, and that really throughout the book, I, I, you know, because it is a memoir, I talk about my life, and then I incorporate in the narrative um, spirit whispers. And those spirit whispers are my way in that book to explain how um, I heard the voice of intuition, okay? So um, when we learn to listen to it and trust in it, we realize we can use it as the compass in our lives because our minds rule and control our lives. But when we become aware of intuition and we switch, we switch it to give the control to our intuition instead of to our minds, we experience life infinitely better in every single way, in every single area of our lives. So another point that I made is that once we are connected with our intuition, we can recognize the guidance and support that not only all the, the messages, the loving messages that our loved ones who have passed are trying to communicate to us, but we can also recognize the guidance and the support from the angels and from God. Okay? And I talked a little bit about the best way to pray, which is, having open-hearted conversations with God to, you know, ask for assistance, ask for messages, ask for um, signs, that, but signs that we can understand that, that, that make sense to us in our lives. But without telling God, without telling him what signs to give us or during which period of time, to, to do, you know, to do the miracle or to do, no. The correct way of praying is to have that open heart conversation and to trust not 100%, not 200%, but a million percent in the divine wisdom of that higher power, the spirit that created this world 
to bring about the best solution to the situation that is in front of us, even if that is a horrible loss, a horrible illness, as difficult as it is, we don't have access to the bigger picture, but God and the angels do. And so it's up to us to connect with that, to open ourselves and to ask for the guidance and then trust. So when we leave, I, in talking about the intuition, I wanted to stress the point that when we live from this place, when we live our lives from this place of connection with our intuition, with God and with the angels, and even with, um, with the signs and messages that, that those who have passed are living for us, we begin to see magical changes happening in our lives. We truly do. Try it. Try it. And you will see. Another thing that I discussed was the fact that our society does not support those who are grieving and or struggling. And this is a subject that I have discussed extensively in in the show uh, that I did last week. But I mentioned it at this time because I wanted to highlight the fact that partly because of this, we must take the necessary steps to take care of ourselves because not only are we feeling run down and fragile, but on top of that, because of not being adequately supported by our society, if we don't do something to take care of ourselves, we're going to fall apart, okay? So, and we're the only ones who can take care of ourselves. Nobody else is going to do it, okay? Does that make sense to you? Okay. I also offer understanding to you, because I've been there, that um, this is not easy. When we're so spent we're so dry, we're like a desert. We are so, so, so dry. You cannot find the tiniest little speck of a hint of a drop of water anywhere there. How can we just take care of ourselves? And so I share four steps that we can begin to take, and we can just do baby steps at a time, being always kind to ourselves. But the first one would be to just begin to pay attention to the negative self-talk that we carry on in our minds. It's like a little concerto that is going through in our minds, and it's not a happy concerto. It's usually a lot of negative self-talk towards ourselves and uh, so that we can switch that to a positive self-talk. The second one is to give yourself two hours per week to just do what you want to do. It could be to read a book in peace and quiet or to take a stroll, whatever makes you happy and gives you time for yourself. The third step is to take 15 minutes per day to reflect on all the events, the experiences, and the circumstances that have shaped you. And this is what I call doing emotional feng shui. And we all know about doing feng shui in our homes or in an office space, but emotional feng shui, what this means is that we take time to get in touch with all the wounds that we have been carrying since our childhood in order to leave them, in order to just take them out from an energetic body, and we can write them down, we can burn the writings, but by acknowledging them and by forgiving the people who have hurt us, we make more and more space. And we're forgiving the people, not their actions. We're forgiving the people. And so by doing that, we make more and more space in our energetic body 
for wonderful things to come into our lives because our energetic bodies are cluttered. It's like our physical spaces may be cluttered, and that's what we need to do feng shui. Feng shui. We need to do feng shui for our energetic bodies, okay? So, um, so we, when we do this, we open more space for wonderful things to come into our lives. And then the last and the fourth step is to say hello to the authentic self, your authentic self that comes out. Because this is what happens when we do this kind of inner work. We get to a place where we know who we are, and it is, who we are is now no longer based on the perceptions others had of us when we were young. These were perceptions that we had absorbed into our psyche, into our sense of self, when we were too young to make a different choice. So once we know who we are, we can then begin to live from a place where our thoughts, our words, and our actions are congruent, are harmonious. They do not create confusion, guilt, or shame. They give us a sense of peace, and they give us a sense of joy. And the last thing that I did was that I shared my own experience of healing from negative self-talk. So now, you know, what I would like to do is to um, draw the angel card for this week with the intention of um, receiving a message, especially for anyone who is listening, that this message from the angels may speak directly to your heart and that it may provide you with comfort and guidance during this week. So as I shuffle the cards, then one of the, one of the cards um, just jumped. And the card that came through was for this angel. And I used the deck, Messages from the Angels, um, by Doreen Virtue. So the angel that came, her name is Mystique. And the message for you this week is, Charging ahead and don't take no for an answer. Expect miraculous solutions to appear. So she says, you are on the right path. Although it might seem to take a lot of time and effort, keep up the good work. You are definitely making progress toward your intended outcome. Sometimes flexibility is called for when you're working towards an aim. But in this instance, you need to stay firm in your conviction. Compromise will only water down the divine plan that you are manifesting. Resist the urge to bend or to please others. In the end, these individuals will be pleased by the outcome. You are following a divine course, and others may not be privy to the same vision that you're following. Do your best to explain this vision to the others involved, but don't feel the need to defend your actions. Look at my picture. I'm coming out of the darkness, and the picture is a, a unicorn that is charging ahead, coming out of the darkness and into the light. So are you. You know what you're doing, and we in heaven are here to back you up fully. So talk, uh, talk about talking about synchronicities. This is usually what happens, um, th- that the synchronicities happen to me all the time, that I'm talking about and giving messages to, to anyone who I'm trying to help. And then when I draw a card from the angels, it specifically um, relates actually directly to what I was talking about. So some of you may be having right now dealing with some 
um, something at work or at home where you are trying to get your point across and you're not being understood. So this is an affirming message to you to just um, stand your ground. But it's also telling you, um, it's also affirming for you that the work that you're doing to help yourself in life, that choosing to listen to, listen to a show like this today and any of the shows, any of the books that you read, any of the practices that you're doing, that that is what you need to do in order to follow your divine life path, okay? And so um, I hope that listening to this message and keeping it in mind during this week will help you. And I, I want you to know that I also am um, on Facebook on Spirit, at Spirit Whisper Selene, and every Monday at 11, I do a, I go on, I do a live stream uh, called Blessings with Selene, and in it I start by pulling a card, and then I talk uh, for a while about the messages that the angels are trying to bring to you for the week. So I invite you to, to also tune in there. And I, I want you to know that um, I feel honored, you know, to, to be of service to you. And, um, in, and I'll hold you in my heart for this week. And until next Thursday at 10. Okay? And take care. <laughs>